This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, where for the last five minutes we've not just been messing around trying to get the angles right, which I'm sure it won't be uh, at the end of the show uh, anyway. If you want to get involved, you can do so via all the usual methods. Uh, we are at MTFC Matters on Twitter, and we're also on the Facebook live stream, as we've probably said for about the millionth time for the last 20 minutes or so, as we've been trying to sort this podcast uh, out indeed. So... Like I say, if you do want to uh, get involved, you certainly can do so. Right then, uh, let's get started with what we do at the start of every single show then, and start off with the connection question, which I've realised I'm shooting myself in the foot because I've got my notes on my laptop today, so I'm not having time to print them off. And what have I written on my notes? But the answer, there's only one person who's not going to know oh, the answer. That's not fair, is Hashtag it? Hashtag a blind problem. <laughs> Sorry, Nate, but there you go. We'll, we shall make it up to you later in the show, I promise. Thank you. I promise. Uh, right then, let's do today's connection question. It's always the part of the show where, obviously, we always sort of try and put in a, a question which somehow randomly connects uh, us with the opponents we've got coming up on the Saturday. So today's connection question is, when the Stags were promoted from the conference... One of the worst defeats of that campaign came at Cambridge in a 4-1 defeat. But which midfielder made his one and only appearance in the game? Now, having not looked at the answers, Cam, do you think you would have known the answer? I would have known, no. No, I would have Nathan, do you I think you know? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, if you think you know the answer, then let us know uh, in the comments. Uh, of course, you certainly uh, can do so. Or you can tweet us at MTFC Matters. And I've just realised as well that... Uh, I can just about see the, who's got better eyesight than me. Me. Nathan? Me. <laughs> so if you do any comments do come in, then obviously, uh, Cam, you're tasked with uh, keeping those well. What I could do is also get it on my phone and put it on mute. I didn't, didn't think about that, did I? That'll work. It, it should yeah. work. It should work, yeah. shouldn't it? But, yeah, yeah. you know, who knows what's going to happen with this, to, to be honest. There you go. So it's a bit behind, isn't it? Turn that down. Uh, right then, uh, let's get started by talking about, um, well, Saturday's game at Lincoln, really, and uh, wow, big, big result. Massive result. I think it was uh, exactly what we needed, I think. Um, I think if you look at, obviously we had the Grimsby game and then the Wickham game, um, Lincoln was just, like I say, because we drew against Wickham, I think it was a a big result to go there and get three points, and uh, what a way to do it in the end. But I mean, I'd always take a 1-0, especially if it's like that. And Danny Rose, what a hero. Definitely. You think, uh, was Steve Evans wrong to leave him out of the squad considering he's played so well in the games that he has come on? He might not have scored in the games that he's come on for against... Uh, who did he come on against? I can't even remember that. <laughs> uh, he came on against Carlisle and didn't particularly do much. But you know what? It's just getting in performances in. And then he's pretty much a fan hero at the minute. He can't so, do anything wrong, can he? No, he can't do anything can't wrong. Do anything Stags wrong. fans would love him either way. So, to get a reception just to come on is fantastic, but to get that goal in a game that means so much, it's, it really shows 
what uh, Daniel Rose can bring to the squad because we were a bit lacklustre up front to be honest so, so just before we, we carry on with that as well of course at the start of the show we did do the uh, connection question uh, last week when we did the podcast live because it was live I actually forgot to reveal the answer you did yeah uh, which, which quite annoyed me a lot of things annoyed me last week as, as will, will this with me not getting on the video because you know I'm self-conscious but uh, <laughs> we have got a right answer Martin Shaw has got the answer right so if you can see Martin's answer in the comments then that is the correct answer but stay tuned to the end of the podcast when we'll reveal the right answer probably <laughs> uh, right. I haven't got the probably joke in this no, you for the last two weeks so I had to uh, try and get it in let's continue by talking about Saturday then and there were some huge huge performances uh, weren't there and uh, one of them I have to give praise to him uh, was Alex McDonald Mark yeah hard working player you know he's coming back you know to his best now you know full fitness Alex McDonald was going to be a fantastic player for us and you look at Paul Digby as well he had a good game as well in midfield you know, and the changes that he made, it it just made a massive difference. And, you know, to get another clean sheet as well, you know, and fantastic, hard-working performance. And obviously the first half it was under the cost well, at the time of the possession they had, but I thought it was amazing to get the three points and stop the record, because won it. But, um, they've not won, they've like not lost 364 yeah. days since they've lost at home. So, so yeah. for such a big game to yeah. beat them in... It must have been hard for their fans, not only yeah. to lose a local derby, but knowing that they were so close to going yeah. in a year unbeaten at home. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, the big thing as well, and you can see why Lincoln got promoted last year, because of the way they set up. They were hard-working, they were well-drilled, they were well-driven. <laughs> They're tough to break down, and I think that is what makes you know the victory all the more sort of, uh, you know, all the more precious for me, I think. I think I was saying to you in the car on the, on the way over here, Craig, is... Um, what I think is different, though, between the, the Lincoln team that have come up and to when we came up from the conference is we came up with a very similar squad. I mean, they've got half our team anyway there, but um, obviously they're strong, they're physical, they, they do the dirty work and they're hardworking, which is great. But I do think they've got that little bit extra to what we had when we first came up because I think with the managers, you know, Danny Cowley and, and I think the players have got a, couple, a bit more quality in that midfield because unlike... Previous Lincoln that we know, it wasn't actually hitting it as long like they used to. They, they actually did, in the, especially in the first half, but I think there's two factors there. I think one, Lincoln was doing well in the first half, uh, passing the ball around in the field, but also we was poor in the first half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a very different Lincoln team to what we're used to seeing, I think. I think that coming up to the Football League really has uh, allowed them to come on leap on bounds because you can tell they're a conference team because oh, they've just come up from the conference because just how tough and physical they are. But you can also say they deserve to be in the Football League just because they actually know how to play football. You look at some teams in the past that we've had in the conference, like you think about Tuesday nights at Alfred and lumping the ball long in the horrible rain. And you've got to say that the weather wasn't great on Saturday and you'd expect them to play it long all the time, but they didn't. They played it. They actually played, played football. football. Yeah, they actually right. played football. And that's not going to be like Lincoln, is it? No, it's not at all. Like, even, in the, even in the league days, uh, before they went down into the conference, they were still a team that you'd associate with a long ball. Yeah, uh, I think it's come down to a lot of... They've brought in quality midfielders, and I think uh, Michael Boswick is part of that. Uh, absolutely fantastic player coming from Peterborough. And you know what? He's, he really did look like a different player, because you've seen him in the past before, and he's been playing well. But to drop a level and come into a team that I'd probably say are like average League Two team, it really does show what one player can do. Mm. And Steve Evans was raving about the Boswick thing as well, wasn't he? He was, you know, uh, a bit critical of Danny Cowley over it, and there was a bit of a war of words. But that's yeah. just press talk, isn't it? And I think one thing we need to move away from is that we actually need to look at where we are now as a team. We said it a couple of weeks ago that we didn't feel like Mansfield were that team yet like they were the team which could go out there and do something in League 2 but I think after the last week in fact since we sat here last week sort of reflecting on, on the, the, the Grimsby game I think actually looking over those three games the Grimsby win the Wickham draw and the, the Lincoln win I actually feel now that we are starting to click it is a marathon as Steve Owens has said in his press conference today but we are for me now on the cusp of being able to click and go on a bit of a run and if you look at um the way we are from back to front, I think that shows. And I have to say it because I mentioned it sort of uh, in one of my pieces online this week as well. 
We have been critical, as have many people, of Conrad Logan. Yep, and, yep, you know, yep. I love nothing better than when we criticise a player and they actually turn up and, and show us what they're capable yeah, of. And Conrad sure. Logan yeah, is the, the yeah, pinnacle of that really right now. He has. Yeah. Um, I think he, everyone's had his doubters, but you know what? Evans has kept his his um, belief in him. And you know what? He's paying off uh, actually coming to the club. Everyone thought, oh, he's, he's a bit of a, a liability. But... He really has proved the last few games that he, sh- he deserves the the number one shirt at the minute. Yeah. I mean, there was a moment in the first half where it <laughs> could have been a very different yeah. story, uh, but thankfully we got away with that. I think it was Murphy that cleared off. You know, cleared yeah, I, I mean, but, to, to be honest, I, mean, I think that's one thing where I don't like. I mean, I love you to bits, Nick, but I don't, I don't like <laughs> arguing with you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do on this point yeah. because actually thinking about that back. We'd gone high up the pitch, mm. and I think had he not come for that ball, then all right, he didn't quite get there. But had he not come for that ball, then Matt Green, being the player that he is, would have probably scored. Yeah, I think that's yeah. weeks and weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we wouldn't have come for that ball, and yeah. we would have been criticising him for not coming for the ball. And now we're sort of on the cusp of criticising him because he did. It doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, we pushed up too far, and you look at Green in the past. A lot of his goals in the conference came one on one with the keeper. Had Logan not come out with that, he'd have been in a one-on-one situation. He'd probably want to saved it because he were in a one-on-one against Carlisle and he didn't save it. So would that have been completely different had he not come for it? Yeah. So I'm glad that he did come for it because it put Green under pressure. And a Matt Green under pressure doesn't always work. And we've seen that in the past when Green's been big game situations. He's not quite performed as well as we had expect. Yeah, in previous podcast have been saying come off your line and certainly did that and you could see, oh, how, much yeah, it, you could yeah. see how much it meant to him as well and because yeah. of that because yeah. of that he's improving confidence wise but also the back four in front of him are improving they trust him a little bit more mm-hmm. and for yeah. me that is a huge reason why actually a lot of people are uh, not necessarily amazed by it but a little bit sort of taken aback by it when you look at us in open play we've not conceded the goal from open play aside from the grim penalty you know, from open play, rather than from a set piece or whatever, we've not conceded a goal in 370 minutes. That is, yeah. that's testament. Not bad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Reaction says it all. Yeah, yeah. 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 surprising. I didn't, I didn't really, really didn't think that. Really. So that's a very, you know, I like say very good surprising stat to have that. Yeah, certainly. So, so if, you, continue. if you've uh, just joined us here on facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters, welcome. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, uh, where we're going to make a bit of a special announcement now, aren't we? We're going to, no, we're not talking about KFC or, <laughs> or Cam not writing blogs when he promised to. Uh, we're talking about this. Uh, obviously, if you're watching on the Facebook page at the moment, yes, tonight we've done a little bit, especially at the start of the podcast, sort of moving the camera a little bit and trying to get it right. But from here on in, Thursday evenings at about between quarter past and half past six, we will be live every single week doing the video podcast live and then the audio podcast will go straight after that, uh, the audio version of the podcast. So make sure you put it in your diaries, half past six, every Thursday evening for the Mansfield Matters podcast live. We've even got a set, which is is great. Obviously, I've delved into, these are all my old stag shirts, by the way. Uh, You can't see some of them on the the video because of the angles and stuff, which we'll get right. But we've got the old... Uh, Steve Hymus, uh, Holmes, St George's Cross shirt. We've got the old blue away shirt. I think from the championship winning season. I think yeah. it was the away shirt that year, wasn't it? No, I think no, was the first, the first, first season, season in the league. Bank, yeah, first yeah. season in the league. Uh, directly behind me is the home shirt from when we won the league. No, no it's not. Behind Mark is actually. You might think it's the away shirt, but it's not. It's actually the goalkeeper shirt. It's Brian. It's the goalkeeping shirt. Brian Jensen will because on the back of it is Beast Twelve. And then behind Cam, I believe, is, I might get the season wrong here, but I think it's the first shirt we had in the conference, first away shirt. Away shirt, yeah, it's definitely first two seasons because it's Canterbury. Yeah, Canterbury. And then uh, behind Cam and Nathan, stapled to the wall, we've also got uh, the Mansfield Town replica t-shirt from when uh, we reached the uh, playoff final. The FA Trophy Final in 2000. Well, you've probably fudged all this. It's been a very long day. I always say that. We've also got a bit of a replica scarf from when Stags played Newcastle in the FA Cup in... January 2006 as well. I completely didn't wow. read that off the scarf. Yeah. And the reason I lowered the camera earlier on as well so we could get all these shirts in the backdrop and you didn't see uh, the Manchester City mini car scarf which is also stapled on the wall. Uh, it's basically... 
we've taken over my dad's office here in my house and, and turned it into our little studio and that for some reason is pinned on the stag's wall I don't get it either <laughs> uh, if you want to get involved with a live podcast tonight we are live it is coming up to 20 to 7 on this Thursday evening then make sure you drop us uh, a comment or you can tweet as we're at MTFC Matters uh, on there as well let's continue then by talking uh, a little bit more uh, about stag's news uh, this week we'll come on to the reserves we'll talk more about um, well, Karen Radford is cooking up with the Nuts County chairman, uh, Alan Hardy, as well. Noticed that Twitter post earlier. But uh, as the games come thick and fast, Nathan, you've got your walking boots out once again. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the walk you're doing for Guide Dogs and this year for the Alzheimer's Society. Yeah, so this went out in, uh, in press earlier with Mansfield Town FC, posted that on their official page. Um, we've done two previously, previous walks in the past, in 2013, was a walk from uh, from Mansfield to Chessfield on that fantastic day when we uh, came out one 0 winners thanks to Calvin Andrew um, and we raised about just over three and a half grand that day for guide dogs. We did it a second time because it was such a success the first time. We did it again uh, last year when we played Notts County at home. We did re- the reverse. We walked from uh, Meadow Lane to Mansfield Town uh, that day again. Three points, five 0 win, and we raised over five grand that time. And this year. Uh, we just wanted to make it a little bit special. Um, we've become very close to uh, Kevin and, and Susan Bird. Uh, obviously, as many of you are aware, he's sadly suffering from dementia at the moment, and uh, we just thought it'd be more so, you know, very fitting to do it again this year. But uh, share the uh, proceeds between uh, Guide Dogs, which is obviously a massive charity for myself, but also uh, Alzheimer's Society, which is a massive charity for uh, for Kevin and Sue Bird. So. That'll be taking part on the 25th of November when we play Chessfield uh, at home. Uh, just like we did at Nats County, we're starting at the um, at, at uh, we're gonna start at the away side, so that's starting at the uh, Chessfield ground, and then walking the uh, 16.7 mile. Well remembered. Uh, yeah, that was, that was thinking, that was 16.7 mile um, back to Field Mill uh, or the One Call Stadium as it is known these days uh, for that local derby. So if anybody wants to uh, get involved. Um, you know, please get in touch. Uh, it's just ten pound for registration. You can get a sponsorship form if you'd like to raise more. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we can make it three, three wins out of three and uh, raise a lot of money for two fantastic charities as well. Now, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot and get myself into something which I'm going to later regret. However, uh, on that subject, obviously, you are raising money this year for guide dogs and for the Alzheimer's Society. Yeah. Uh, obviously, my day job is working at Mansfield 103.2 in the news department and putting together a show called News in Focus, which is, uh, if you've missed it, you can catch up on mansfield103.co.uk. Tonight is all about, not a cheeky plug for me, that it's all about the, um, the Alzheimer's Society and the upcoming uh, memory walk. I had the pleasure a couple of months ago, actually, of interviewing uh, Sue Bird ahead of the, the charity match, mm. and obviously her story was re- really to sort of touch my heart. So I'm actually going to be taking part in the memory walk in Clumber Park, which is on October the 1st, and I think a week on Sunday uh, for dementia. So if you want to, you know, support us on that, we'll put the links on our Facebook page for that and for obviously Nathan's walk as well. But what I was going to say is, I'm doing that, that's a 9k walk, I believe. The Chesterfield one will be a little bit longer, but (laughs) I'm sat alongside two healthy, young, fit men, fit, physically fit, obviously. We're not going down that route. Um, (laughs) We know you've got a thing for gingers, Craig. But <laughs> let's, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> you've got a thing for KFC, won't you? Check out Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> check, check out the Twitter yeah. conversation between me and Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, though, we are a team. We are good friends, which is why we're sat in such close proximity. It's got nothing to do with camera angles. <laughs> <laughs> if these two say yes and take part, I think we should do it as a team and show our support to our fellow podcasters. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, yeah, definitely. Are we, are we going to take part as the Mans for Matters podcast crew in Nathan's walk from Chesterfield to the one called <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Pleasure to have you there, boys. And yeah. uh, I think if we're going to do that, I think we might as well do uh, some sort of live broadcast on the way as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because yeah. not, not only could we get the points of view from us, but we could also get the points of view from other people. Yeah. Certainly so. so. It'll work in the end. So there you go. Something I said just to be nice has turned out for me doing yet another long walk. But there you go. We'll put all the details <laughs> on our Facebook page and on our website, well, mtxmatters.co.uk <laughs> afterwards uh, as well. But yeah, looking forward looking forward to that. That'll it should be, good be yeah, yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Uh, certainly a, a great cause. Let's move on then and uh, talk 
a little bit about, let's stay on the theme of Twitter now, we're not talking about that conversation, Nathan, <laughs> we're not talking about that. Um, let's talk about something Carolyn Bradford, the CEO, posted, I think yesterday on her Twitter page, picture of John Radford, her beloved and our beloved chairman, standing next to the enemy. Of course, Alan Hardy, the Nuts County chairman, with a shiny trophy, said, all to be revealed. What do you think she's cooking up, Mark? What is she cooking up? I like to think of a Nuts Nuts County court. It's got to be something like that, hasn't it? It's got to be something. You think you look at local teams that do some of the sort of thing, obviously, Derby and Nottingham Forest have their, I don't know what it's called, trophy. The Brian 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 trophy, they've got that. Uh, We're trying to pick up on something like that, just have something to play for, make it a little bit more interesting. There's got to be something. There's yeah, got to be something link in there. I'm looking forward to that. But maybe it's uh, what they've donated, you know, to to pay for the cost of the damage they did last year. Maybe yeah, maybe donated. Yeah. Oh, low place for it. would be nice, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if someone could tag Karen at this point and ask her, then we could we could find we could find out. I mean, she did I'll keep an eye out for when it says is watching. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, it's Karen, 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 Karen. That's not going I tell you what. If somebody can get her to watch right now, within the next ten minutes, before <laughs> then, I will allow those three to, and I'll join in as well. We'll, we'll sing, uh, that song. Uh, so who knows what she's cooking up on that one? Whilst we sort of, you know, we'll talk more about that next week as well as we look ahead to Knox mm-hmm. County. We'll also look ahead to Cheltenham and Cambridge coming up as well. Um, let's move from the present to the past. It's time for the ultimate eleven, or as we're renaming it. The Mark Choice Eleven. <laughs> yeah. We have now picked four players from the Ultimate Eleven. This is the show, part of the show where every two weeks we pick uh, players from the past. It could be a trialist, a loanee, or a permanent addition from the past to be part of our Ultimate Eleven. We pick um, players from a certain position, and every single one we've done so far, it's been Mark Choice. <laughs> so today, we desperately, desperately need. Uh, to get away from yeah. it being more yeah, choice. Break, break uh, we're looking for a left back, which is probably the hardest position yeah. uh, to, to pick, uh, to be fair. But that said, you know, um, we have, when we've done a centre back, picked a right back and likewise. And if you give a good enough reason, yeah. uh, have, have put that in. So, with that in mind, it's time to make your choices. Let's go from. Uh, from my left all the way round to me. So we'll start off uh, with you, Nathan. Your yeah. choice for for left back. Who are you going to go for? <laughs> um, I can't. I, I don't think we've very, very rarely ever had a good left back at the team, to be honest, apart from presently. Uh, but I'm going to go with, with uh, Gareth Jellyman. Okay, and the look on Cam's face as well, because Cam, who was you? You made the mistake of talking about this in the car on the way up. Who was you going to go for? I was going to. I was stuck between Gareth Jellyman and Lee Beavers, so that's out of the window. So it's got to, it's got to be Lee Beavers then. Okay, Mark, who are you going to uh, go Luke for? Oh, big, big shout! Now I'm torn. I'm torn between two. To be honest on this, boys, I'm thinking if I went all the way back to when I first started watching the Stags, it would be Adam Eaton. But I think. We missed out on one a couple of seasons ago, and uh, I we've not really picked a trialist in this yet. Can anyone remember the name Alan Goodall? He ended up going and signing on for Fleetwood. It was when we, I think, our playoff season, we had him on trial at left bank. Mm. <clears throat> I can't remember too much about him. See, I've shot myself in the foot here by leaving myself to last, really, with this choice, haven't yeah. I? Yeah. Killed yeah. it for myself. Oh, who should I go with, Dan? You've said, so Nathan, you've got Jellyman. Yeah. Cam, you've got Lee Beavers. You've got Luke O'Neill. I'm going to go John Thompson. John Thompson. Yeah, I'm going to mix it up a little bit because he could play left back. He did play right back as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going the to go. The other player I was looking, I was thinking of as well was, was Alan Tankard. He was going to be another. Of course, possible yeah. for me. But yeah. yeah, from from yesterday. I mean, Cam doesn't know what you're talking about. It's no. right before his time. <laughs> a little bit before my time as well. By the way, we are live on Facebook right now. So if you've got a suggestion for who could make it into the Mansfield Matters Ultimate Eleven at left back, drop it in the comments or tweet us at MTFC Matters because we do add an another vote on there uh, when we do that. Obviously on, on Twitter and put it to the vote on there as well. So Nathan, it is you up first then uh, for your choice of, uh, of left back. You've gone for Gareth Jellyman, and your one minute starts in three. Two, one, go. Well, I definitely don't need one minute because it's not going to take that long. Um, <laughs> I don't have to say. But Gareth You've heard that before as well, haven't you, somewhere? Oof. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, yeah, Gareth Gellman. Um, you know, he was uh, at, uh, in, in the squad for many, many seasons. 
Um, a, a difficult time for Maxwell Town just before we uh, we got relegated into into the dreaded conference. But he was one that was consistently in the team. Um, he had a lot to do because uh, at the time was under the cost quite a lot. So you know his work was always cut out. And what was quite interesting, um, you know, I, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in his whole time at Maxwell Town, he only got sent off once. And the reason I know that is because um, there was a very uh, famous guy called, or uh, well, it's a famous guy called Jeff Stelling, who uh, very famously released a book. And the only book I can think that's been named after a Maxwell Town player that's not an autobiography, he called it Gelliman's Thrown a Wobbler. And that's because he was waiting for that line for a long time. He's got all these Stop. guys that use it. Oh, yeah, damn it. That's it, you went every minute. Like a, I don't need a minute now. You need it longer than it. Oh. Oh. There you go. Right, okay, Cam, you were next. You've gone for Lee Beavers, who has popped up in this little Ultimate Eleven before, so and wasn't picked for the side, otherwise we wouldn't allow him uh, this time round. Can your argument finally make sure somebody else other than Mark is chosen for the Ultimate Eleven? Cam, get yourself ready in three, two, one, go. You can't really say much other than about Lee Beavers other than he's pretty much Iron Man popping his shoulder out. What he popped it out against uh, Luton, behaved, uh, and he also did it against Hereford and had an operation on it. And he still managed to finish the season. And I think he was part of the Mansfield. You would probably say legends got us out of the conference. Then players will always be remembered as the men that got us out of the conference. And I think Beavers was a massive part of that because the amount of goals that we got from court, from throw-ins, we just had this attacking threat from throw-ins, these long throw-ins. Sadly, he's not playing as much as he used to. I don't even know if he's still playing. But he'll um, still be a, a, a quality Manchester Town player. And you know what? It, it just shows it how much he wanted to play, playing through the pain barrier, just so that he could help us win the conference. And that's less than a minute. It was actually 50, about 55 seconds, so well done to you. Uh, if you just joined us, you're watching the Men's Film Matters podcast. We are live on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Every Thursday at about half past six, we'll be live on this Facebook page uh, to do a Facebook Live podcast. The audio version, if you like listening to the audio version and you've missed any of it so far, will be available online after future download as well. So don't miss that. We are in the middle of the Mansfield Matters Ultimate 11, where every two weeks on the podcast, when we're not doing the Mastermind Challenge, which uh, Mark didn't do so great in last week, to be fair. Um, we do the Ultimate 11. We pick our favourite players from the past, whether it was a trialist, a loanee, or a permanent addition, and beg for your votes for to get them into the Ultimate 11. So far, Nathan has pitched for Gareth Jellyman, and you've just heard Cam pitch for Lee Beavers as well. Mark, your choice was? Luke O'Neill. Luke O'Neill. Predominantly right back, but they play left back as well. We're allowing that in as well. Uh, but Mark, your time, your one minute to pitch for Luke O'Neill to get in the Ultimate 11 starts in 3, 2, 1. Oh, Luke O'Neill, you know, did a fantastic job for us. You know, he wasn't afraid to get into a tackle. You know, for me, he was one of the best fullbacks I think we had, like in the conference. And he's one of them, and it was kind of sad to see him go, to be fair, because you look at where he's gone now, you know, obviously he's missed him at a higher level, so he just shows you the kind of a player he is. Um, you know, he's always looked really good down that side. And again, he could be versatile as well, you know, so either left or right side. And he was a fantastic player to have at the club. And, just a really good player to have around at that time for the club and uh, like I say he's just been a fantastic servant for the club and vote is for Luke O'Neill. That's not bad, yes, it's uh, decent. Uh, my <laughs> choice was uh, John Thompson, so this should be should be fun. So I've got one minute, does anyone want to time it or just uh, stop me from cheating? I, yeah. <laughs> I would usually use the stopwatch on my phone but I'm watching that for live comments so if you do want to drop us a comment, you've got a point to raise, a question to ask us or an opinion to be heard then make sure uh, you get involved uh, in the comments uh, below. Any question you've got, any point you want to raise, we've been talking so far about um, the Lincoln game, but we'll happily talk about it again. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about Danny Rose, we've talked about Conrad Logan, we're still going to talk about the reserves, uh, talk, look ahead to Cambridge and Cheltenham as well. Any comment you want to make which is entirely Mansfield Town based, then leave it in at the comments below and we shall uh, address that as the evening goes on. But I've got a bid for John Thompson to, to be in there, so uh, are you ready? Um, you will start in three, two, one, go. John Thompson, right back, left back, centre back, 
played for all three Nottinghamshire clubs. An Irishman, a man who put his heart on his sleeve and, unfortunately, was the one who was injured the most in that horrible pre-season friendly, and I do use inverted commas, at Elkiston. But he battled back from that, he wasn't deterred and he came in to be a rock at right back. When Luke O'Neill had departed in the season where we got promoted, Luke O'Neill had gone and John Thompson came in. He was the man at right back. He was solid. He pushed Richie Sutton into the middle or at left back. And of course, Tomo could operate at left back too. Against Liverpool, he was solid. Liverpool got nowhere near him. And he just put his heart on his sleeve and just did everything for Mr Mansfield Town. He was a pleasure to talk to. He was a top guy. He always had a laugh. And, most importantly, he was a leader. This team needs a leader, and it needs a player not picked by Mark. <laughs> so that is the reason why you should vote for John Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, they're that's about a second, second over. It's close enough. So, uh, there you go. Just to recap, <laughs> our choices were Gareth Jellerman, Lee Beavers, uh, Luke O'Neill, and John Thompson. So, we'll put the video, if you've missed it, on Twitter, and you can vote on there. And please, for goodness sake... As much as I like Luke O'Neill, and to be fair, his name led to many good things for me. Only a few people close to me will know uh, what that is. But um, as much as I like him, please don't vote him into the Ultimate Eleven because we want a player that's not been picked by Mark, basically. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, this week, obviously, I believe on, I think it was yesterday or Tuesday, would it have been yesterday or Tuesday, reserve team? Tuesday. 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 Uh, a behind closed doors win in the Central League Cup for the reserves. Ten senior players involved in that, a 4 0 win, vital match minutes, and two goals for that man, Danny Rose. I think it just shows the depth in the squad that we've got. Not only have we got quality players that are playing first team football, we've also got quality players that can play uh, your reserve games or your cup games, things like that. So it just shows what Evans and Rayner wanted this season out of the players and just. Not only be able to perform in actual games, but also being able to perform in the reserves as well. Uh, just pushing further and further so that they can get this place in the starting eleven. And if you look at you know what what we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago when Alex McDonald couldn't get in the side for for Paul Anderson and things like that, you know it just shows you if you have a good performance in the reserves, yeah, you know yeah. You, you can get in that starting lineup. It's, it's a yeah, big thing. There's competition for places, isn't it? And also the big thing is the players' fitness as well. So everyone's vibing for a place, and that's what you want. You want everyone pushing for places, and again, it's a great workout for the lads. I and think it, if you look at it, it's not so If you look at it now, uh, we're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're into you know into the middle of September. We've had a very busy uh, month already, and we've already started to pick up a few knocks. Uh, we you know as we know, Joe Byram is out for a good few weeks. Um, we had a couple of other players out on the weekend as well. With Reese Bennett as well and um, Jimmy Spencer so there are going to be players that are going to be picking up little niggles and stuff like that so again it's another opportunity for those players if they're, if they're to inform uh, you know albeit in the, in the reserve, reserve league but if they're to inform there they, they've got that chance of getting into the squad I'll say it comes back to what Evan said la- um, middle of last season as well you don't get fit to play you get fit by playing and I think giving the players opportunity in reserve games and youth team matches because you can't really say the youth team because it's fully <coughs> full strength but it gives them a chance to play and it does give them the minutes that they do need to get that fitness back. One little niggle I do have about this is we have now, as we've said so often, such a strong squad where some of the players we want to see aren't playing because they're playing in the reserves because they can't get in the first team. Would it be of benefit to the club if, for example, they were to put a reserve team game on the home team games on in the evening where, say, a 7.30 kickoff or a 7 o'clock kickoff, where a few supporters, if they wanted to, could, could go down. I know there's been questions in the past about, you know, the, the impact that on, it has on the pitch and the cost of putting that on. But I've got two ways around that, which we'll come to in a minute. But first and foremost, if you were to give a plea to the club, would you back the reserve team playing at a night, at a night time so more people could go and watch them? You know, also you've got that thing of you are playing an evening game and you're getting used to that as well. Would you, would you be behind that? I'd definitely be behind yeah. that because I can remember when the youth team used to play at the One Call Stadium all the time. Reserve games used to be at the One Call Stadium. And yeah, it wasn't greatly turned out, but you look at the reserve games now, they're out at Rainworth and the youth teams are out at Rainworth. We're getting 20, 30 people, if that. At least the reserve games were pulling in 200, 300 people. And it doesn't look massive in the West Stand because the West Stand's 
absolutely huge, so a small amount of people wouldn't look great. But it's still people paying to come and watch, and it's still giving the players opportunities to play, no matter where it's held. Would you rather make a couple of quid off a few extra people coming in than just... Yeah. Would a way around it be looking at the facilities that Mansfield Town Football Club have got now? Mm. Would a way around it be either playing it on the, the training pitch and you know the, the lights are up there, so that, that's that's not massively an issue? Um, would that be a way around it? You know, it wouldn't take much to put a little bit of segregation—not necessarily segregation, but you know, safe standing in, in place down down one side, few umbrellas or, or whatever. You know, because it's football, isn't it? That's, you come to expect the rain and what have you. Would that be more beneficial for the club by saying, you know, there's a little, you, I'm sure there's a gate you can get up to, to the training pitch anyway, yeah. putting a steward on there saying a pound, it's a pound to get onto the training pitch if you want to come and watch us, that will pay the electric bill, that might, you know, put a bit on the bar and you've got, for half time you've got the Sunday paint bar open mm. for, yeah, for teas exactly. and coffees. Well, yeah, it's a win-win situation for both supporters and players. Is that something that the club perhaps should look at? I mean, it's not just the training pitch you've got as well, you've also got the... The 3G, I'm not exactly sure about the le- what the league rulings are behind it, but if it could be done, should it be done? It's worth looking into, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. I just think about like, that game last night, obviously I know it was a, sorry, not last night, but Tuesday night, I know it was away at, at Burton, which is a, a great place to go, but like I say, if you can get it back at, back at home... I mean, there are home pitches, like it's, yeah. it's a whole season, it's a competitive yeah, league, yeah. so... You know, well, there's 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 the games that are put on, they're always in the middle of the day. Not many people can make that. Even if they were out at Rainworth, but evening games, mm. people would go. Say, you still go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just. And don't get me wrong. I've got nothing against obviously, you know, playing these games at the likes of Rainworth because obviously it's helping clubs lower down the level. And it is grassroots football, which yeah. again Carolyn spoke about in her blog uh, this week. But for me, I just think you know we've got the facilities at, at the Stags. Why not make the most of them? You know, it, it wouldn't be too hard, would it, to be able to watch from the side of the, the training pitch and put a few barriers in place and a couple of, you know, security men on, some volunteers. I'm sure you'd get people doing that. Well, I'll you? say it would yeah. still work at the one called Steve's. You've had them on training pitch. Have anyone been up to the near the training pitch? They put all the old board sponsor boards around the edge of the pitch. So even if you filmed it and say broadcast it live on Facebook or whatever, got people watching that. No, way. nobody's copying us with this. No, is no, no, this is the no. only Mansfield Town <coughs> theme show on the internet, on the radio, on Facebook Live, 100% dedicated to Mansfield <coughs> Town FC. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but no, you get what I mean, it'd still be getting people to watch the games, even if it was just like, I don't know, you stuck it on a on the website and you used iFollow, people could watch it if you subscribe to iFollow, you could watch the live games. Because if you did it at the one called Stadium, you'd have facilities to do it. They'd be able to get uh, an internet booster or something, so they'd be able to use the club Wi-Fi still. Would you do you think? Do you think they would be able to create a couple of quid through that? I think it, it should very much be if they can, as you mentioned, Cam. They've now put the boards up, the advertising boards up. So it's still creating so them. That actually that forms its own barrier. So you've got the sponsorship mm. there as well, but you've got a barrier there, a safety barrier. You know, a couple of umbrellas wouldn't cost much would it you know you just bring your own along don't you if yeah, you yeah. get a soaking wet through pan on the gate at the bottom to walk to walk up absolutely a volunteer man in that from about an hour before kick off open the sandy paint bar for half time teas and coffees you're on a winner exactly and it's that's the thing you could get people that are like oh I've just come in from work I'll go and watch reserves quick bite to eat have a drink go and watch a game come in at half time when you're absolutely sopping wet through freezing cold have a cup of tea something to warm you up get back out there, and he, he's still creating money for the club, because if, if it's up at Rainworth, it's still creating money that way, and if it's at Mansfield, it's creating money, so I don't see... The only problem what... I can think about being up there is uh, having changing, I'm guessing there's not changing for it, is up there, are they, you know, for, before the game? No, the pro- they no. only have, like... But there's nothing, to, there's nothing to say that you can't just use the dressing rooms and walk up, the youth team used to... You could do that before the game, yeah. I think of half-time, so you could... Yeah. Do... They there couldn't necessarily ward down a half-time, could they? Survive? But, but anyway... Well, but how, many times, how many times have you seen, you know, some... I know you don't want to compare it to Sunday League, but how many times have you seen Sunday League teams, you know, not traipse all the way back to the massive multi-complex dressing room and just sit <laughs> in the corner away and have the team talk there? Yeah. Phil Brown, Hull, prior example. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah definitely. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's happened, it could happen. And, you know, maybe 
just saying this out loud, right? Because I haven't played football on the 3G stage, but one complaint I have heard quite a lot of is there are no changing facilities, right? Mm. What if somebody were to sponsor the changing facilities, two porter cabins, there's plenty of space on the car park or the, the back far corner for them, two small porter cabins, problem solved. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments as well. You can keep the conversation going throughout the week on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters, where hopefully you are watching this 100% completely live. If you didn't join us from the start, you've only just joined us. Hello, good evening. We've got about 10 minutes left of this and then we're off for the night. But don't worry because the audio version uh, will be online later this evening. And of course, once the video is finished, it goes on again uh, for you to watch it at your leisure. So make sure you go and check that out. But do always get involved throughout the week at MTFC Matters on Twitter or in the comments on this Facebook page. Let's move from the reserves to the first team then. Uh, obviously two games coming up, big games coming up as well. We are fifth in the table at the moment. We take on we take on seventh place uh, Cambridge on Saturday. Three wins from their last four games. Tough game, but we need to be winning and keep up this momentum. I think it does need to keep keep going the momentum, but I think we need to change his ways against Cambridge. I think since they've come back up from the conference, we've played them two, three times at the One Call Stadium, and we've drawn nil nil both times. And I think that's something that we need to change because it's just like they becoming a bogey team for us that we can't win against them at home so look at Accrington we can't beat them home or away that's true yeah so it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very if, if this has got the chance of it being a nil-nil again unfortunately but I just think when you look at uh, Cambridge this season as well they're very very good defensively so I do think it's going to be a tight game Saturday yeah, I think uh, as I said, the team like you'd say that's going to be up there at the end of the season, well, around the playoffs at least. So. <laughs> it's still sound of it. It's still sound of it. It's like nine teams, isn't it? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've got some good players that like can hurt you. Yeah, yeah, I think a big loss for them would be obviously Luke Berry left for Luton. I think they were a, it was that was a massive play. part yeah, of their team. So, do you think that that might stutter them slightly? Although they have yeah. won three of the last four, do you mm. think? They didn't particularly need him or need him to get the results. Well, one player doesn't necessarily make a team, but one man who I think we all agree on should be making our team and, and making the starting lineup on on Saturday is that of Danny Rose. Yeah. Let's just briefly discuss uh, that as well. Good evening, very much to, to Paul as well, who's just popped up on the comments. Uh, if you want to have your say on this little topic, by the way, whilst we're talking about this, drop us a, a, a comment. We're going to talk about Danny Rose and, and Kane Hemmings. Rose against Hemmings, who starts on Saturday for you and why, Nathan? It's got to be Rose. I, I just don't think Hemmings, for whatever reason, we, I mean, we know he's a quality player, but for whatever reason, he hasn't got off to the best start with us. I will say, I will say he's been back, but I just think Rose has been much better at the time he's been on the pitch. So, for me, I would, uh, I would, I would start Rose on Saturday. Uh, I think he's got a lot to offer. We know that. We can see. Yeah. And, and he's, he's in form. He's pumped up at the moment mm -hmm. as well. He's, he's very hungry. And to be fair, I think the fact that he's been left out has probably worked in, in the favour of the club because of the fact that I think he's more hungry now to get on the pitch and do something. So, for me, it's got to be Rose over Hemmings for Saturday. And you'd look at... Like Nathan said, you look at the performances that he's putting, obviously getting a goal, the, the goal against Lincoln, massive uh, goal, will have done him loads of confidence to get that goal, but then to also stick two in against Burton, do you think that over the last two games that he's performed well enough to uh, warrant a place? And not only you look at his goals, but you also look at his team play as well. He's holding the ball up. He's still driving forward. He was lucky not to score a second at, Lu at Lewin, at Lincoln. Uh, he, he linked up well with Lee Angle as well. So I think just not only on his goal scoring, but I think just as a team player, I think he deserves the place. So, so on, in the comments, Paul says, Rose for me, guys, gives everything. So I'd definitely start with him. Uh, can, also, can always sub in when he ties as well, and maybe Hemmings might have the same impact, you never yeah, know. Yeah, well, that's it. Isn't it? I mean, I've, I've just said, you know, when you leave a player out for a couple of games, it spurs them on. But I think another reason, you, you feel unlucky for Rose because he wasn't doing anything bad when he got dropped out of the team. So he probably felt a bit hard done by, but again, it just, you know, inspired him to want to be kicking on and that. And the same's going to be for Hemmings. So, yeah, it's, it's got a bit Rose on it. Certainly so. And as is my look this evening on, on this live broadcast, it's just flashed up on my iPod. Low battery. So we should <laughs> wrap this up in a couple of minutes. Let's briefly yeah. talk. Talk about Cheltenham uh, on Tuesday night as well. Uh, an away game, bit of a distance to travel. They are not in great form. The 21st in the table, we're in relatively good form, but 
that, for me, makes that the more trickier game than Cambridge. You think it's it's a very long way, Cambridge, on a Tuesday night. and Colchester as well, that's also a long way. And, Col- and, and Cheltenham well, as that's well. Because that's who we play on Tuesday night, Cheltenham. Yeah. That's the wrong <laughs> One of us might get this right at yeah. some point. <laughs> um, they're just long games, and you think we've struggled in the past with Tuesday night games, long distance, and... It does take a lot out of a player just travelling that long way because they like they're eager to get going, but they've got to wait and wait and wait. You think it's what three and a half hour drive to? I think Mansfield have got this rule this season. Correct me if I'm wrong, but anything over a certain distance travelling, I think it's an hour and a half, is an overnight stop. Yeah. So that may make makes a massive difference. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no. Really a lot of clubs have to do it as well. So I, you can't really necessarily use that as an excuse. I, I think one thing we've got to think about as well is I think if we count the next three games so obviously Saturday, Tuesday and Saturday again what for us as fans and I'll put it to people at home as well how many points would you think we should need out of that? I'd want six I'm greedy I want six from Saturday and Tuesday No and the Saturday after as well And the Saturday after Right not not including that's counting Nine Nine Yeah nine yeah In all fairness you look at the last But I'd I'd take seven I think that's realistic. I think that's what we've got to be able to aim for. I think seven. That's yeah. what I think. I think you yeah. take a draw against Cambridge, but I'd want to beat Cheltenham and I want, yeah. obviously want to beat Notts County. That's exactly yeah. You look at the last three games that we played, Groomsby, Wickham and Lincoln, and we got seven points out of the three. Would you have took seven points if you'd have said, Mansfield are going to get seven points? Would you have took that? Yeah. And the way at, we did it as well. So yeah. I think you you look at the games and they look tough and if you... you but, You've got to set, set your expectations high because that's what you... You look at the team that we've got, you expect big things from the team that we've got. So you want to see them play the best that they yeah. can. So you kind of expect some results, but it's them yeah. sort of results that will trip you up. Well, another thing is, well, if you win your own games, you draw all your way games, you're going to be up there, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. So, I mean, a point wouldn't be that disappointing on, on a Tuesday night at Cheltenham, but you'd want all three considering their form and hours. Yeah. But... I think as long as we come out of it, I think with seven, as we say, you know, after the Notts County game, with a victory over Notts County and getting our hands on whatever that shiny trophy is, yeah. I think we'll all be in a very happy yeah. place indeed, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. Finally, then let's run through some quick predictions before no doubt the camera dies on me and I get frustrated. Uh, let's start off with, with Saturday at home to Cambridge. Nathan, your prediction on the score? I'm going to go 1 0. Cam, what are you going for? 3 0 Stags. Ooh, big result. Why particularly? Why are you particularly. Um, backing us for a, for a big one I just think that obviously we've drawn with Cambridge a lot recently I think we need to change that I think Evans will have seen that and I think it's just one of these games that we really need to be winning I think it's these big-ish mid-table games like Cambridge they're going to be up there but they're probably going to be like ninth, 10th pushing playoffs yeah. so it's them sort of teams that we need to be beating and I think if we can put in a good performance against them stay tight at the back get the goals that we need and then close up at the back like we have been doing for the last few games I think we can get a, a really good result Fingers crossed Mark your prediction for yeah, Saturday 2 and Stags I think you know, look at us defensive they don't look like we're going to concede and the confidence is growing so yeah 2-0 I'm gonna, I think I'll go with Mark and go 2-0 Tuesday night let's start, I'll start off and go the opposite way around this time uh, I think mm, tough place to go not in great form but you know it is a tough place to, to travel to I will go for a narrow 2-1 win Mark 1-0 Cam? 2 0 win. Nathan, what are you going to go two for? 2 0 win as well. Tuesday night, 2 0 win uh, as well. Well, we'll see what happens and no doubt we'll talk about it all next week on the podcast. We'll be back here on facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters Thursday night at uh, 6.30. If you've missed any of tonight's podcast, if you've only just joined us, well, it is time for us to go. But don't worry because this video will be on the watch again as well. And. If you want to get involved and have a listen whilst you're driving to the game or work or wherever it is that you go and shopping with the missus, we all know that you want to sort of drown her out, don't you, when she's going down the <laughs> phone dial and listen to, listen to us talk about stags. Uh, the audio version will be online for you later uh, as well. But so that's pretty much it for this week. Before we go, I nearly forgot, connection, question, answer. I asked you earlier in the show, when the stags were promoted from the conference, uh, one of us... Uh, one of our worst defeats of that campaign came at Cambridge in a 4-1 loss, but which midfielder made his one and only appearance in that game? Cam, do you think you know? Well, I do know, you but... You do know, because you've seen, you've seen the answer. I can remember, this was... I think it was a, a rant 
If anybody, <laughs> if anybody remembers Craig's antics at Hereford, the whole goal situation, I think on his SoundCloud, which is CP14, by the way... Somebody sounds like a weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because the amount of times we used to play it, just to... Annoy me. Annoy me. <laughs> I think there was a case... Obviously, I think it was definitely that game. But I think you told them it was like 3-0 at half-time. Uh, Mansfield, get back on that bus, get back home. And you, you had a proper rant. Uh, I, I, that do, was really do, uh, good. do you want me to find, quickly find we it? Need, I'll try and, we need to find I'm it. I'm going to quickly try and find it on my laptop. Uh, so just talk for it for a minute and we'll, we'll see what, what comes up. You said it was on my sign pad, didn't you? So, so, yeah, um, I think it is. I know which one you mean. Dot com. I think it was CP14, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, we'll see if this works. We'll <laughs> uh, anybody that's not going to the Cambridge game, get yourself down to the One Call Stadium Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, on. So I found it. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, get yourself down there anyway. Right, let's, let's play this. Here, here we go. So this is, I think, Cambridge's fourth goal, and I lost the play at this point. So yeah, so there you go. So that was the line. Come back <laughs> when you've grown some, indeed. Well, hopefully <laughs> the Stags have progressed a little bit by that. Yeah. That year, the Stags ended up going to win the league. So, so I don't want to yeah. see us lose four-one, but I do want to see us grow some. I do want to see us. Um, I, I do want to see us um, pick up three bags of coal, and I do want to see us get back on the bus and drive towards League One. From Nathan Edge, from Cam Fowler, from Mark Plum, from me, thank you very much for watching this Mansfield Matters Live podcast. Join us next week, 6.30, on this Facebook page. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. matters. <laughs> Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.